0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bankroll Burners, the podcast for poker players who can't stop getting it in bad. And boy, did I get it in bad this week. This is, <laughs> I've been burning some money, which naturally means that, Josh, I think you've, you've had a pretty good week, right?
1: Uh, absolutely. Had a had a great week. I ran just red hot, um, at, and I played, a, just, just got back from a 2-5 session, took a shot after having a big 1-3 win earlier this week. Crushed the two five session. Um, Sweet. It was like I—I I mean, I started it off by just making an absolutely atrocious call and was punished correctly for it, uh, and then just scooped multiple bomb pots, which is—I um, talk about this to other folks that who kind of uh, rotate around the um, you know New England casino landscape, where it's like, wow, when you play at Chasers and you're doing you know four bomb pots an hour, it's like, man, when you run good, you're like, yeah keep them coming and when you run bad you're like wow that's another 15 dollars like at minimum you know assuming you didn't even call it's like so it's yeah. uh but i still think that, i mean they're great for the game it was nice to see the table doing um two five game was was awesome um lot of people who were just there to have fun play some cards and a few people who were definitely uh, a bit more serious about the game had a pretty good understanding so
0: Sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, I think, for all our listeners out there to see that even donks like us can occasionally run good and and rack up a big win.
1: Yeah, and and, you know, I would say 2-5 really, and 2-5 is like the biggest game that they run in the card rooms in New Hampshire. And even that game is really, I would from what I understand and from the one time I played 2-5 at Encore, I think the 2-5 in New Hampshire is less reg-infested than the the 2-5 at Encore. Even though Encore runs a 5-10 and a 10-25 Hold'em game. Sure. Yeah,
0: I, I think that makes some sense. I mean, being, like, in Boston, I mean, I know Encore technically isn't in Boston proper, but it's in Boston. You know, I think that makes a big difference as you probably got a lot more, like, nerds, college kid nerds yeah. coming and playing. So that, definitely. Yeah.
1: And versus, you know, the, uh, the the New Hampshire rooms, you have a lot more. People who are just there because that's like their local room. They've, you know, they want to play cards and that that's where to do it. And it uh, it definitely translates really well into good 1 3 and 2 5 games. It, like I said, you know, definitely a few people who I recognize as being like, you know, I don't know if they're crushers, but definitely studious players. You know, I haven't talked to them about their win rate or anything silly like that, but um,
0: yeah, definitely less league? so yep. than poker players love it when you ask them their hourly.
1: Whereas when I played the, the one or two times I played two five at encore it's pretty much been like one or two action players and then like a bunch of rocks which is just not at all the table you want. It's terrible. Well I, I'm happy to go first I don't think I don't think the hand I have is um, particularly well it actually is kind of interesting.
0: Well bef- before we get started, I hope it's interesting I, <laughs> before we get started uh, I just want to let our listeners know we do have a guest coming on. Uh, in the second half of the show a returning guest uh that's our friend corn who plays some much higher stakes than we do so we're very excited to uh, talk about another hand with him so look forward to that um but yeah go ahead josh so this is from is this from your today's session
1: this is yeah i'm gonna do one from today's sessions this is two five at chasers um this is the only game i've played in with a must move structure because like you know nice. it's usually for a higher stakes game uh typically reserved but that's kind of like again it's the highest stakes game other than like the two two PLO game, that definitely has more money on the table, um, but yes, yeah, so we're playing two five. The straddles on intermittently. Uh, I didn't start off straddling. I'm happy. You know, I'm I don't mind admitting because you know it was a bigger game for me, and going straight from one three to two five ten is uh, is quite a jump. But once I got a little bit of uh, you know money and under hands under my belt, then I was I was ready to kind of bump it up.
0: Yeah, no, I'm sure understandable. I, I guess a couple questions. First of all, what's the what's the structure of this game? What's the buy-in cap?
1: So, I think it's 200 to 1000 is okay. the buy-in cap. So I I, be, I I was in for 500, which is, you know, 100 big blinds and and uh lost that, rebought in for for our another 500 and uh, and ran that up. So it's interesting, you know, I, I it's, it's kind of weird because, like, 500 is what I'd normally buy into a 1-3 game for, so it's, like, the same buy-in, but, like, the game does get bigger, you know? It doesn't take you as far, you can, it's a lot easier to get in $500 in 2-5 than it is to 1-3. Especially because there were still a, quite a lot of multi-way pots in this game.
0: And, yeah, I'm sure, and, and I guess the other question is, what's the standard open in this game?
1: It kind of ranged. Um, I don't even know if there was a standard open. Different players just kind of did different things. Some people oh, raised to 15, cool. some people raised to 20, some people raised to, like, 35. Like, it it just was... It was very much people kind of did what they wanted. I, I kind of just settled back to 15. You, again, even though it's a, kind of the same open I'd do at 1-3, it's like, actually, because that open didn't seem to incite as much multi-way like calling as like raising to you know nine at one three would like and then you know maybe that's because there are a few more solid players and you know not just not as much overcalling and but i i kind of felt like 15 was okay 20 20 sometimes but it kind of depended on on the players and the action but weirdly like the open size is kind of kind of came out the same but then there wound up being more three betting and four betting so the pot's still built quite a bit
0: cool all right, so yeah, let's get into it. What's the effective stacks in this hand?
1: Yeah, so the effective stacks here are uh, is a, is going to be about six hundred um, in a two five game, so just over a hundred big blinds. And uh, the, this game, I'd say, actually got very very deep, especially in the main game. People had like quite a bit in front of them. There were several hands where I was like two K, two point five K effective with nice. with the with the villains. Did not wind up really getting it in with those villains. Um, you know, had some opportunities, but. You know, made uh, made what I think are wise folds uh, at the time given my given my specific hands and, and villain tendencies. But just a bit over a hundred, and, and pretty much everyone is in for at least five hundred in this game, which is just fantastic. Um, so in this hand, I believe we're playing six-handed. People are kind of up and about. Um, definitely a varying uh, handed structure, but chasers is eight max, which is just also wonderful. Like that a lot more than the nine max at Encore. Um, the cutoff is going to lead this hand by limping. Um, I then raise to 20 from the button uh, okay. with 8-7 seven, eight, eight, seven of clubs. I'm um, on the button. I like suited connectors. I certainly could over limp and there's you know can, de- can over limp this hand, but I think seven eight is a, is a good one with just one limp and from kind of a tight structure.
0: Yeah, I don't think I would ever limp this hand from the button over over one one limp. I, I think this is just a must-raise, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair, and, you know, if I, t- if I see a gap where I might I might limp at my Volda, you can kind of mix in these low-stakes games, because there's still not that much raising compared to, like, what you might expect from a higher-stakes game. Um,
2: well, but, I yes, mean, I, I, I agree. <laughs>
1: I would be raising... I do like to raise 8-7 suited. If there's, like, more limps, then I might, might give more thought to limp to uh, over-limping, but from the button, I'm probably still raising, to be honest.
0: Okay. Alright, so... Um... And what happens to So you the, the
1: big react? blind calls and then the cutoff limper calls. Um, the cutoff is the player who's definitely been limping the most. Um, there's been a solid amount of limping in this game, definitely more than I expected, um, especially because a lot several of the players that I played with kind of tended towards being like a gr- more aggressive like loose aggressive players. Um, so I was kind of surprised to see a decent amount of limping, but this player in particular, Um, limped a lot, and then, you know, he definitely has some some good capabilities uh, post-flop. Okay. Um, So off to the flop, which uh, comes down, pretty interesting one, uh, pretty dry. It's going to come down. uh, Queen, 8, deuce, rainbow. Um, No club. So queen of diamonds, 8 of hearts, deuce of spades. So we flop middle pair. On a very dry, I'm pretty dry board, um, with uh, in a multiway pot, uh, and it checks to me.
0: Okay, well, obviously heads up, this is a mandatory bet, but I do think multiway we could probably mix in some checking here.
1: Yeah, I- absolutely. I I elect to check back this one, um, but I kind of thinking about it more. I think I kind of like, I, I kind of like betting. Like I think the the flush just so dry people really shouldn't have like pocket pairs above an 8 so really the only hand that's beating me at this point is like a queen and like there are a lot of hands that like have a bunch of equity against me that are I'm either never going to get value from or you know, have options to catch up hands like you know king, king nine Jack. ace 10 stuff like that that honestly people probably should continue with but won't
0: yeah absolutely i mean I think you can really go either way between a bet or a check here. Like you can, you could just randomize it. I don't know what the like percentages are supposed to be, but I, I really don't think it can be bad to check here. I mean, the one thing about checking obviously is there's a lot of overcards that can come out, and you know that'll that'll catch some people, uh, that'll give some people a higher pair than you. But it'll also bring in some more draws that you can get value from on a turn. So, um, you know, if you if it checks to you again on the turn, you can probably bet your eight for value, assuming, you know, depend. I guess unless your opponents are very liable to check raise, but, um, yeah, so so I don't know. I, I think you can go either way, though. I really do.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair, but I, I like to check um, this time around. Um, I, yeah, I, I see your point, and I definitely would probably, I, I mean, I think I would definitely bet with, like, a backdoor, you know, 7-8 of diamonds, 7-8 of spades, uh, hands mm. that have a little bit of additional equity, so maybe it's it's just always fine to check back your hand without that equity. Sure. Who knows? Um, Not us. Although,
0: it's possible that you might want to check those hands more because you don't want to get blown off your equity, too. That's another
2: consideration.
1: That's true. Although, you know, I don't expect my opponents to do a whole lot of check-raising on a board like this. Um, Sure. But certainly, uh, certainly could could happen. Uh, So the turn is now not a great one. It's the Nine of Clubs, which completes the rainbow and adds an overcard. And now, the big blind checks... And the cutoff bets uh, twenty. Twenty
0: into sixty-ish.
1: Yep, right. twenty into sixty, so about a third pot. And I think I I probably have to continue here with a pair.
0: Yeah, I think I don't think I mean I don't think you can fold. Do you think raising is a consideration here? I mean, you could be get like if he's picked up Jack ten as an open ender. If well, Jack
1: picked- ten is now a straight. It would be worth noting.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So there aren't really a whole lot of draws. Like, King-10, Ace-10, King-Jack, stuff like that, maybe. But I, I don't really feel a need to raise there, because also, like, I feel like he can continue barreling, and, like, maybe we can call some, like, good rivers, depending on sizing.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a question... Yeah, it's interesting. It's a question, like, can you get value from worse with a raise... Um,
1: yeah, and, and I don't know, I, I guess I see your point that, like, sure, like, i probably get called by, like, 6-7, you know, King-Jack, King Jack. stuff like that. Um, so, so, maybe, but I, I mean, there also are definitely, like, a lot of, like, 9-X hands, some Queen-X hands that our opponent might be betting, because they might figure, and probably rightly so, that I am betting a Queen a lot um, on this flop. Um, and I think I am, I mean, I might check back some, like, really bad Queens, like... I mean, I probably aren't, I've been trying not to open hands, like, you know, queen four, queen three, queen deuce suited over limps. Personal
0: uh, growth arc.
1: Would you say that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I literally did. You know, in exactly. this in this particular session, I, like, looked down at queen four, and, like, my fingers just started assembling chips. And then I was like, no, no, and bad, folded it. So,
0: bad, bad, Josh. Fold yeah. this hand
1: So, um, I was very, very glad to do that. But, you know... So, so that means like I really don't have that many bad queens I guess is my point that like I would want to be checking back here like maybe like yeah. queen 9 queen 10 on the flop
0: yeah I mean I I also think you actually can check some good queens on the flop too but um just multi just because of the multi-way nature of the pot but you know that being said I, I yeah I mean if you think that You know he's bluffing and you know he'll continue to barrel on future streets i mean look it's not like you have the best hand in the world to call down with to be fair i don't know i I think calling is probably fine i do think it will suck if the big blind player calls behind you whereas even even if he just calls with some sort of draw i mean you're just going to the river with so much less equity whereas if you raise your that's another benefit of raising is you do clean up the big blinds equity a bit more and then again you can get value from worse by doing that um
1: yeah, so no, I don't, I, I don't
0: know. but I, I I don't obviously calling is fine. I'm just trying to think this through.
1: No, that's a good point, and I really I don't think I maybe gave raising as much credence as I should have. Um, I kind of, you know, proceeded with a call pretty quickly, but but definitely could have given some thought to, to raising for value. Um, but I don't know, it might be a little little loose. There's but that might. be I, I okay. think it's
0: very thin to be clear. Raising <laughs> yeah. with third pair on the turn. I, the the main the main reason the main reason I thought of it again is just cleaning up the big blinds equity it's like yeah. i don't know if this is a valid concept to me i think about it as like buying some equity in the pot by raising there uh you know if you're not up against a queen or an if you're not yeah. up against a queen or a nine I, you know
1: you want to get a heads up, and that's eat. true i i have been making efforts to do that and i think that's something especially that i've been trying to apply in bomb pots where it's like you know, there's, like, a bet and a call, and you have, like, a decent hand, you know, a good hand, or, like, you know, whether it's a really good hand on one board or, like, top pair on both boards or something, and just raising to, like, try and get it heads up because people just show up, you know, especially in, like, a double board bomb pot where people show up with just, like, you know, might call one bet with, like, a gutter on one board, and you just kind of want to clean up some of that equity, get it heads up, and, you know, maybe people will even fold a better hand than yeah. you if you're only playing one board, which is just it, kind of an interesting... An, an interesting thought and definitely something I've been trying to do more of, so it's it's a good good point to kind of think of here as well.
0: Yeah, and obviously, too, if you raise, like, you could be value-owning yourself here. I mean, that's... Uh,
1: that's but cool. that's life, right? We'd probably make a small raise, you know, again, just to kind of try and kick the big blind out. But it doesn't actually matter because we, we make a call on big blind snapfold. fold, so... Okay. Um, you know, it th- winds th- up really not being a big deal, um, but definitely something to think about, you know, and... And I mean, honestly, like, you know, if we raise, you know, maybe he even like folds a bad nine sometimes, you know? Sure, that's a like, bit of
0: a combo bet.
1: Yeah, it's, a- it's actually, it's like interesting. Like, I, I don't think it would be right for him to fold a nine given when we check back the flop, but like he, they might. He might. Yeah, live, yeah live I wouldn't
0: raise to try to get him to fold a nine.
1: No, we're, we're not. We're not. But yeah. it's, it is like an unintended side effect, right? Side effects may include your opponents folding a nine.
0: That'd be pretty sweet.
1: Uh, well, we're off to the river, and I think the river is kind of where where the hand gets very interesting as the river rolls off another nine. Hmm. Let's call it the nine of diamonds. It's a full rainbow board, so it, it doesn't it doesn't ultimately matter. And my opponent now bets one fifty.
0: One fifty into one hundred.
1: Yeah, he over bets the pot, which is like like you're in two five now, baby. You know how many overbets I've seen at one three? Probably probably like zero.
0: Yeah, I also don't like this overbet at all. I mean, it's cool that he's doing it, but, like, you are absolutely can have 9x here. Like, yeah, not any less than he can. Like, he has absolutely no nut advantage on this card whatsoever.
1: Right, if Uh, I'm going to check back queens on the flop, it's like queen 9.
0: Right, you know... Sometimes you're going to check back queens. You can have queen nine. You can... You probably... The only thing he has on you that is... You know, he can probably have... Like, in theory, he can probably have pocket eights and... Uh, was it was a four, right? was a bottom card. Deuce. But, eights? yeah. I mean,
1: he can have deuces, deuces more. I don't yeah, think eights, have, though. I mean, I think I'm always raising eights from the button over a limp.
0: Well, but I'm... Are you not... But I just don't think you're checking back eights. On the oh, side.
1: that that's true. You're right. Yes. Um.
0: So... Yeah, so I think, like, he, but you have a nut you, If Either neither of you have a nut advantage or you have a slight nut advantage. I think it is a terrible overbet, but I do think you can just muck here. like.
1: Yeah, see, I I think that as we kind of talked through the hand, this kind of helped me realize that I really, you know, and, and as I was thinking about this hand after, I was like, this is probably just, like, a snap muck. But as I was thinking about it in-game, it's like, well, you know, I don't really have that many better hands that I've played this way because, like, you know, I feel like I do want to be betting, like, my good queens, right? Like, definitely ace, queen, king, queen, queen. But you can have
0: a nine.
1: That's true. I guess I can have... I guess I can, <laughs> can have nines. You have and
0: so I... much 9x. You can have ace, nine, king, nine, queen, nine, jack, nine. Like, you have so many nines.
1: Yes, although jack, nine... I mean, a lot of those nines, especially with backdoors, I'm also, like, betting on the flop.
0: You're... But not always, right? You are going to check... Like, you're probably mixing a lot of them.
1: Yeah, like... that's true. And I...
0: And you can even have, like, you can have boats, you can have trips, you can have, like, even a crappy queen is a fine call, because you're blocking some boats, like, but I probably would fold the queen, to be honest with you.
1: Well, like, and I actually think an eight a, is probably a better call than a queen, because, like, I think, about, like, hands, like, eight, seven, ten, eight, like, yeah. also block, like, 9 X ex-hands. Sure, Which yeah. is, which is good, like, compared to having, like, you know. I don't know
0: Yeah, I mean maybe maybe you have a better call than a queen here, but, but also you just don't have to call that much. Like right, he's, yeah. he's one point five X the pot. You can have nines here. I mean if you have a weak nine you can just call. Obviously if you have a boat you can raise. You might even be able to you probably don't raise ace nine, but you can raise your boats, you can call your nines. Like I think this is just a muck. I think it's a bad bet from him, and I think this is always value also. I, I don't really think this is much bluff.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's totally fair, and I don't know why I wasn't really thinking of like, oh, I can also have nine X. That, like, checked back the flop, because, yeah, like, totally can. you missed. <laughs> because, you're right, right. I mean, again, like, like a lot, the, the other thing I was kind of thinking as well, a lot of 9x's kind of wind up being draws, like, nine ten jack, 9, you know, I mean, King 9 is, like, double backdoors a lot mm-hmm. of the time. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, can definitely have 9, so I don't know why uh, why I was uh, thinking this. But, anyway, I call. Yeah, I
0: actually think he has a boat here a lot, by the way. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't
1: people... know, because I feel like he would bet bigger on the turn potentially,
0: if he just had a set. Yeah. Possibly.
1: That's people. But he,
0: if he just he just had two pairs, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just has a nine. I don't know. But I, I either way, I just think we could fold this hand, even if he's bluffing here. Sometimes, I mean, we don't know this player. Maybe he is. But like, I just think we have so many. You have so many nines.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right, and that's a good that's a good point. Um, and I don't know why I wasn't thinking of the nine so much. I was more, I guess, I was you know, I, I if I'm thinking of my hand, of my range that way, then I'm probably not constructing my flop checking back range correctly is what I would say. So that's awesome. kind of the, the, which, you know, is a good good insight to have either way. But anyway, I call because I'm like, I don't have any better hands and I'm blocking nines. He's got nothing. Uh, and he shows king nine. Off wow, he's a nine. So he, uh, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, here's the thing too. Like, there's sort of two different schools of thought about this. Like, like in one, on the one hand, like his story doesn't make much sense. And you can just be like, I don't think your story makes sense. I'm going to call. But on the other hand, like, so that's, like, the sort of exploitative mindset, maybe. But, like, it's not exactly exploitative. But it. the other thing about it, though, is, like, You can just think about it as, from a pure math standpoint, it's like, I just have so many better hands to call with here, so I fold. Like, even if he's bluffing me, like, so what? This isn't a profitable bluff.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I made another big mistake this session um, to lose my first buy-in with uh, just a terrible flop call against a check raise, where afterwards I was like, oh yeah, I do have, like, so many better hands that I could have called with that are, like, not this one. Um, yeah. you know, it just is, you know, that is definitely something that I just need to c- continue thinking about, especially as, you know, if I do continue to play at sort of a uh, slightly higher stakes than one three and see, I mean, definitely one thing I noticed right away is people are absolutely using bigger bet sizes relative to the size of the pot. Like, you know how it is in one three, people will be like 50, like they think it's just a ton of money and they're betting like, you know, a, a fifth of the pot or something. Yeah. And yeah. it's so, whereas uh, you know, I think that happens a lot less as you move up in stakes, that people actually start thinking about the game, but also are just like, you know, willing to make bigger bets and like have a little more gamble in them as well. So, yeah. definitely important to start th- you know, continue thinking about about where in your range you're at. And uh, yeah, I can have nines. Yeah, easy have nine. peasy. See, can have that's uh, i so. I'm glad I talked about this hand because I think uh, I think that's that helps me uh, think about you know my uh my range construction
0: cool that's what we're here to help each other uh believe we suck
1: (laughs) and bring you all some entertainment as you all can now you know shake your heads and and unsubscribe from me making this
2: unsub what a terrible poker player
1: yep hey i deserve it
0: well as advertised um
1: (laughs) we're not called bankroll builders
0: That's right. Yeah, our podcast name has people asking us a lot of questions that are answered by our podcast. Name. <laughs>
1: right. Are you, don't you guys think you're good at poker? Well, no. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on uh, and move uh, a thousand miles south.
0: Yeah. So here we are in Florida. This is from my uh, bankroll burning session yesterday. Um, this is an eight-handed game. This is one of the best tables I have ever been at in my poker, my short poker life. Uh, it was. Me and and two regs who I like, so they're like cool dudes. You know, I'm happy to play with. Even even though like I am like they, they're probably better players than I am. Like I'm just happy to play with like fun people. You know, yeah, I absolutely players. agree. And then the other there was like one knit, and then there were four action players. So it was a great table. Awesome. Um, and we were we had for several rounds going. We were playing two five ten plus a twenty dollar blind raise. Best bet Orange Park. Unfortunately, doesn't allow double straddles. So we were just doing $20 blind. Nice. Blind is, yeah, really epic. So great times. Um, and uh, so this is one of those hands. So we were playing two, five, ten, twenty. Um, and I have about a thousand in front of me. Um, a little less. I'm gonna call it a thousand though, because I don't remember the exact and it's not super relevant. Um, so about a thousand in front of me. Uh, and which is, mind you, not that many big blinds, <laughs> it's right? Fifty big blinds. So uh, bear that in mind. I don't think people were really adjusting to that. You know, I, like when I think we people were probably playing more, like we were deeper than we actually were. But just just worth noting.
1: Yeah, always something that I try and, that I've been trying to keep in mind a bit more recently is you know if people if there are straddles and you're actually playing you know less than hundred big blinds deep, you can actually start adjusting more towards like high card power and like you know. Being, you know just being able to stack off with one pair and accepting the variance mm-hmm. versus you know if you're if the stat straddle was on and you're like 200 big blinds deep and now it like you want to play more like nut making hands yeah absolutely no that's so a huge adjustment definitely notice people don't do that like oh people are still calling three bets at 2 5 ten 20 with like seven eight suited then like you know they're good that's good exploit
0: yeah absolutely and I will say I I want to preface this I played this hand badly like for sure. This, well, is, this is a bad one. We just got so. off
1: a big punt call from me. So, uh, you yeah. know, we, are, we we haven't, you know, a nice old-fashioned uh, bankroll burning.
0: Well, I just want to, the reason I'm saying that is I want to say, like, as I explain myself, I'm not attempting to justify myself.
1: I'm yep, just that, just that's totally it. fine. I, I, yeah. I go through that quite often where, you know, we hop on this podcast and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my reasoning for the sound was not right. So, or, you know, even before then, so. <laughs>
2: Sometimes even before then, so. Yeah,
1: so, so absolutely, so, you know, no need to justify it. We, uh, we're here, we're here to learn and uh, laugh at each other.
0: Okay, so we are in the, uh, we are in the Lojack, which is first to act in 5, in 2, five, ten, twenty. Sure. And. You didn't uh, put on the
1: $40 blind, you net?
0: I did not. Uh, we did have a. And there was one hand where one of the regs was got down to super short he only had 200 in front of him And instead of capping off I mean he had more binds behind but instead of capping off I went I put in the 20 he was to my left he put in the 200 Wow so, and we were playing we were playing a good game he yeah yeah so we, we, were, <laughs> we were having a good time but, okay um, so we're
1: in LJ which is first to act and uh, what do we look down at
0: we look down at 10 nine of hearts which I think from this depth can be folded sometimes. Uh, but I I like to open it. I don't know what you think about that.
1: Yeah, oh, I will. Let me preface this by saying I haven't studied my uh, my, my double straddled pot ranges. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean it's fifty big blinds. We're like pretty close to the button. But so I I probably I probably still open here and like yeah. also it's it is important to like give action in oh, sure. these games in game with, with like action players double straddling. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely happy. I mean, you know, this, I, I think it's probably right where, you know, people will say if you want to like play a little bit tighter and a little bit closer to optimal, like you can cut out some of these suit connectory hands from early position. And definitely, especially as you get shallower. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see that it's supposed to be folded or, you know, folded most of the time. But either it can't way. can that bad. No, right. Well, you know, it probably can be.
0: Probably can be. Okay. Well, we open it up to $60. And it folds all the way around to the second blind. Uh,
1: okay. Or, I'm sorry,
0: to the straddle. Folds to the straddle. Okay. The um, who is a loose passive player who makes okay. that call. And then a good reg uh, makes the call in the blind race.
1: Double straddle so, calls as well. I'm just gonna call it the double straddle for fun. Yeah. Uh, so, there's like a 200 bucks in the pot. Ish. Yep. 940. Yep, 940 ish behind. We're off to a flop three ways and we are in position and that's kind of one of the things I, that's kind of the the other part about opening hands like this from when there's a ton of straddles on because you're close to the button and so you have and the people behind you are like less incentivized to call cuz they don't have any money in. So you might just like buy yourself position, which is which is always like not. It's fine, right? It's uh, Yeah, it's nice. It's it, it's good. It's it's better than not having position.
0: That's for sure. It's very better. Okay, so yeah, close to 200 in the pot. It's like 190. And um, excuse me. And uh, the flop comes: Jack of clubs, six of hearts, deuce of hearts.
1: Nice. So we got a yeah. flush draw, and uh, back pretty pretty okay backdoor straight draw.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm happy with this flop. And so it checks to me. I, th- I think I like a bet here. What do you think?
1: Um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is another spot you can probably mix some amount. Like, I definitely want to bet you know all like my nut flush draws a lot more, build the pot because like we're always good when we hit. Uh, mm-hmm. And like nine ten of hearts is one that you would probably mix in checking just because like you know you might like your your flush is not always good.
0: Right. Of um, so so I mean there's we're pretty probably... shallow to be worried about getting flush over flushed here. I will say.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um. So and I'm happy. I'm happy to bet here. I like I like betting. I like betting flash draws
0: no no i think that, yeah I, I i agree this could probably be checked sometimes but i think i'm going to be betting it most of the time yep maybe that's maybe that's not right but i, I think i will usually bet this hand and i do bet i bet 60 hey, I think there's I can no right small.
1: there's only what feels right yeah exactly <laughs> not uh, bad advice everybody all right check Dawson, and, and uh, i assume we bet kind of small because we're multi-way
0: yeah i go 60 i think i could go smaller but i did bet 60
1: I think 60 I mean I think 60 is fine I'm, I probably wouldn't go any I probably I, I don't really like going in much smaller than a third when there are like some number of draws mm. you know even like multi-way like because there are you know there,
0: yeah. there's heart draws out there I mean I'm, I'm obviously blocking a lot of them um, but uh, there's heart draws out there there's some straight type stuff
1: yeah like for I yeah
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I could have gone a bit smaller, I, uh, but I do bet sixty, and we get two calls. So both no players
1: call. Both players wow. Call. Well, that's. I mean, that's not. That's not great.
0: No, I don't like it very much. <laughs>
1: so I will we added- say
0: that I am very co- having played a bit with the straddler. I'm I'm pretty cognizant that they can be quite wide. I
1: mean, so sure. I mean, you know, if people are putting big big on the straddle bad. and the double straddle, they can certainly feel priced in with like. I mean, they could have something like Jack Six suited. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like two pairs are maybe on the table. Two pairs are absolutely on the table. Um, but I, I, I what I actually mean
0: is he can be calling quite wide posts. Like he doesn't have to be ever very strong here. Actually, as I see. As
1: as okay, it. that's that's kind of helpful to recognize. But yeah. he could be overcalling, or the, the 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 straddle, I guess, is not overcalling. But he could be calling with a guy left behind with like a random six or maybe even a random deuce or something like it, that
0: exactly like you know you, you absolutely should be folding those hands from a theoretical perspective i i i don't think this player is so. okay um the uh the turn now is the eight of clubs
1: okay so, so really, we we improve our equity
0: to an open ender and there's a now a second flush draw out there sure now, so here's where i want to talk a bit so this one i, I should have mentioned this earlier this is this is where it starts to get weird because of stack sizes. So I said I have a thousand, and the good reg covers me, but the the straddler has started the hand with only five hundred, so is now down to just um, three fifty. Three fifty,
1: yeah. Or, okay, no, I'm gonna out that now. So straddler has three fifty. We have 880 eight eighty-ish, and the uh, the double straddler covers covers us.
0: Yes, but the straddler should have 380.
1: Okay, so they've got basically a pot size bat bomb. Yeah,
0: yeah, so that's important. Uh, I should have mentioned earlier because uh, Yeah, but we are quite deep, or not quite deep, but we are still, we have to consider both stack sizes.
1: Sure, okay, um, and does it check to us again?
0: It checks to us again, and this is where I think I was pretty stuck on what to do due to the stack sizes so and i mean i also think checking's on the table here by the way
1: so i don't know what do you you think yeah i think i think it's hard to go wrong in a spot like this like when you have so much equity it's like i basically with a hand like this you know i think that it's hard to go wrong like we have so much equity it's it's like we have 10 high so it's a great bluffing candidate um but like we have two players and like they both called our flop bet and so it's probably okay to like check back and Realize the equity, but I, I think I just want to bet. Like I think I just want to keep betting. Like our hand just is like a perfect bluff candidate. Um, you know, we maybe even be able to, like rep clubs if they come in sometimes. Like it kind of gives us like the texture of the board also just gives us a lot of good like rivers to bar- to like triple barrel sure.
2: um,
1: if we don't make our hand. So yeah, I'm I'm pr- I'm probably more on board with betting. Uh, I don't really know out-of-size multiway on the turn.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the considerations. So, like, we could bet a third pot, and then, like, a third to 40% pot, and then if the short stack calls and the other player folds, then we'll have, like, I think, basically another roughly 40% pot be- left behind, like, ish, sure. so we can go like, kind of geometric. Yeah, yeah. And then another option is we could pot it. So, basically the short stack all in or fold right. and then if, if we can get a heads up with the guy who we're deep with and then plan to just triple barrel rivers with you know that's something they half pot jam um,
1: right.
0: but uh, yeah I, I think either of those options is probably okay I don't know what do you think
1: yeah I, I think I just like I mean you know what, what value what do you think you're doing with like you know pocket jacks here or, like I probably an over
0: rather I probably would rather take the smaller hmm
1: because I, I I obviously heads up this is like a great board to like bet quite large
0: yeah yeah for sure uh, heads up I'm, I'm over betting this board
1: so maybe we should be sizing up because there's like so many draws and maybe that means we bet like but then it's weird like maybe maybe we just kind of like ignore the short stack and bet like you know, two thirds or seventy five percent or something and then if he jams we just like you know have to you know snap call it off. Right. Um, you know, maybe maybe that's a consideration of just sizing up but but still not quite going full pop because we're not supposed to multiway. But as I said, multiway turn sizing is not one of my uh one of my most studied theory aspects.
0: Yeah, I really don't know what we're supposed to do here. Like this is like multi dealing with different stack sizes multi ways has been a bane for me lately. But I actually did end up doing what you suggested, which I think is probably not very good for reasons we will soon see. Um but I did do that. I did just bet two thirds. I bet two fifty.
1: Okay. And, and it is, I see your point with the stack sizes that maybe because there's a shallow guy we should just like bet, you know, three eighty. Like bet yeah. his stack.
0: Just put his yeah, just put his stack in. Even though it's kind kind of weird, like, a, yeah. cause it's not really an overbet, you know? It's like betting pot. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I don't know, but I do just take this two third sizing. He does call. He just calls, mm-hmm. and then the 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 double straddler folds. Okay.
1: So I mean, but like that's fine. I think like that is a fine that is like a fine result. Well, now he like, has
0: one thirty behind.
1: Right, right, right. But it's, like, we we just, like, all, we always realize our equity. Like, we will probably, like, we will wind up, unless we hit a 9 or a 10, we will either wind up with a nothing or a very strong hand. Right. And then we just get to either, like, check back, like, we obviously can never bluff the river.
0: Well, this is the question. So, the river comes now the king of spades,
1: um, and, and, okay so let me quickly so we we bet 250. So our, but our but we're now only like 130 effective like right correct, so yes. So we yeah, added so was, five so we got 870 in the pot we're really only 130 effective with the short stack.
0: Yeah and so to be clear uh for the, those just listening the we, we have 10 9 of hearts we opened first to act uh the, the we got two callers both who are out of position to us the flop came jack six deuce with two hearts and a club uh the turn was the um eight of clubs giving us an open ender to go with our flush draw after we had bet flop and went call call so now and then we bet turn again and we got one caller we're now 870 in the pot we're 130 effective and the river is the king of
1: spades okay and and then what and then what does he do he checks. Yeah, I just think I just think we have I just think we have to check back.
0: I I thought so too, but I do wonder like it if this bluff ever works. It's insanely profitable.
1: But I think it like doesn't ever. It like is he works. ever going to fold a jack?
0: Well, why the hell is he calling with 130?
1: People just like I don't know. I cannot explain people short stack decisions. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, I see your point that, yeah, like, if he, you know, if we bet 130 into 870 and he folds, like, a tenth of the time, then we've made a profitable bluff. Yeah. But, and, I don't, like, maybe the king is enough of a scare card, but, like, it really shouldn't be. Like, we really shouldn't be structuring our range this way with many random kings.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what kings do we even have? Like, maybe King-Queen
1: of club, No, because we... Yeah, King-Queen of Clubs. Like, King two Queen overs and a, double, and a double backdoor kind of deal.
0: And King-Queen of Hearts. Both yeah. of we are fine.
1: But I just don't think there's that many King-Xs that we should be doing this with. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. If you think he's going to fold 10% of the time, then, like... You know, by all means, blast away. Because, like, it, it does look like an insanely, like... Oh, no, why would anyone ever bluff here for 130? But I just... I just don't think someone's like ever folding a hand that they've gotten here with. Like, I, I don't know. Like, unless you, they
0: had themselves like if they have like an ace high heart draw.
1: Yeah, oh. that sure. Yeah. But like, yeah. are they calling the turn with an ace high heart draw?
0: Probably. I would think they would just stick it in.
1: But I guess I would think that if someone is calling and leaving themselves, uh, you know, one eighth pot size bet behind. Then they certainly might be the same type of player to do so with a with a draw.
0: Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, I gave up. But this is the thing: is like, I really did start to wonder because he rolls over Jack Seven offsuit.
1: Wow. Uh. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I just like. I don't think. I think so much of his range is Jack X that just should like never fold. Yeah. But, like, maybe he would fold. Because it's like, wow, he's really going to jam here. Like, damn, I guess I have to fold now. Oh, you hit that king, didn't you? Yeah. You know, live poker.
0: I know. It's just so lame. Like, I think it was, this is why I say, I think it really was a mistake to bet the sizing I did on the turn. I I think I needed to either go pot or go, like, 40%. Yeah. I think the, the nice thing about going pot is then we can play for stacks with the deep player if they call. Versus if we go one third, we're never getting stacks in. Um, yes,
1: that that's true, but like, but then the other side is setting up the double barrel, setting up the triple barrel against the short stack. If he's the one that calls, is also something. So, yeah,
0: and I don't he know. Theoretically it's weird. Cause... be stronger here than that. So I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what I was supposed to do. I think definitely not what I did. Right. But I, I don't know which. Of the, I think probably either of those two options is it's at least better than what I did. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a really, really weird spot. and Like, obviously we do sh- You know, maybe we are just supposed to jam Riffer. Because you're right, he could just have some, like, random A-size. Yeah. Or, like, he maybe he called it, like, you know, he might fold an 8 if he's, you know, he had, I don't know, if he had some sort of 8x of hearts. He might fold an 8, even to that tiny sizing. So maybe, maybe I do like jamming Riffer. Maybe you've convinced me that, like, wow, it really doesn't have to work at all.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: So we right. lost. Well, well unfortunate.
0: Anyway, Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Badly played. Uh, so we are going to bring on our guest now, so we'll be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back. We are here with our friend, our returning guest, Korn. How's it going, Korn?
2: Great. How about yourself?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. I... I, I'm really excited about this because you, you, you texted us almost a month ago to the day, right after you played this hand you're going to be talking about, and you were like, "I just played a sick hand."
2: Oh so... man! All right, you're hyping up the hand a little bit too much. Yeah, I was, I was really excited. I don't even realize it's been a full month since I played the hand.
1: I thought it was like two weeks ago, but well, it's it's wise, but... super exciting. We're always we're always excited to have guests on. Uh, pretty much every guest we've had on has just brought like an insane hand. Like you know, yeah, our first guest. I don't. Right? I don't remember who our first guest was. Th- but they it's brought such this. Such yeah, such they such brought this hand where they lost to four deuce suited, and ever since then, it just keeps getting better. So, super excited to have you on again, and I look forward to the hand.
0: Yeah, but but before we do get into the hand, we have we have a question for you. Have you done a, a lot of like, have you traveled to a, like different casinos around the country very
2: much? Um, not really. So I'm 22 so i haven't been playing live for very long um so i mainly play at mgm up in uh maryland national harbor i have been to vegas once um it was a short trip though so i only played in the bellagio and the Wynn. um and then like a few card rooms here and there but not a ton of traveling
0: so it, i have heard there is very little or are very little like card rooms in like the mid-atlantic region I've heard there's like one or two in West Virginia, and then like one, like a few in Maryland, and then none in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. I don't is it, I don't know is that accurate?
2: Yeah, so there is like uh there's one in Charlestown West Virginia. Um, okay. That's been around for a while, and then of course MGM uh, I think went up around 2016, but I think uh well this they just changed this, but gambling was illegal in uh. Virginia, I think North Carolina, South Carolina too. Um, not entirely sure about that, but they just uh, made a new casino in Portsmouth, Virginia, um, oh. recently. So seen, gambling but... is probably
1: no longer illegal.
2: Yeah, it, it, like it's it's uh, uh, it's been you know kind of they're making efforts for more casinos, but yeah, not a ton, not a ton of places to uh, to go to. Like I I commute about an hour to uh, MGM in Maryland.
0: Yeah, I mean. You would think, like, if it's a fresh new casino, that like the games have got to be pretty soft. I would say. I would guess down, I, down in Portsmouth. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I well I haven't I haven't been to Portsmouth, um, but a few of my friends have, and they said the games are pretty good. Um, there used to be a card room in Richmond called Pops, that Pops. was kind of like a underground, not kind of like a, it was it was through a loophole of the the law in Virginia basically said it was a Tournament that you get cash out of, um, mm-hmm. so it's like a yeah, it's like yeah, some loophole, um, but they got shut down. So all those players now play in Portsmouth.
1: Well, gamblers are nothing if not innovative. I mean, look at the Texas loophole. Oh, of, for uh, sure, yeah. You know, oh we're not we're not a poker room charging rake. We're a social club with a membership exactly. fee, and what our members do is none of our business. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Except on our live stream.
1: And you know the dealers and. Decor, but well, you know, whatever. That's uh, that's interesting to hear. I I kind of thought the minute I, I knew of, I, I've heard a lot about MGM National Harbor and assumed that that was you know the centerpiece of a nice mix of of places, but
2: oh yeah, no, my favorite thing about that place is they don't let you smoke inside.
1: Oh, it's amazing. I I yeah. my home casino is Encore Boston Harbor, which is also a new room and and is non smoking and it's just yeah, I
2: think that's probably nice. one of the better. Rules they're implementing because like I don't know I don't know I don't know about you but if I'm next to someone and they're smoking I, I get like a headache and
1: well most not enjoying it at all most casinos that I, at least all the casinos that I've been to even the ones that do allow smoking do not in the poker room yeah
2: so. That's
1: been my experience. It yeah, is still there. annoying to, like, walk to the cage or the bathroom or something and you walk past, like, people, like, a row of people smoking at a slot machine or something, but mm-hmm. have not run into people smoking next to me at a poker table. I think I would yeah, for sure. get a table change immediately.
0: Definitely people occasionally vaping at my table, though, I will say. I've definitely right. run into that, even though it is definitely not allowed. but yeah, Well, it smells um, better at I don't at least. my table. But um, anyway, alright, so let's get into this hand Is this a hand, another hand out of out of uh, MGM?
2: Yes, yeah. so I was playing 2-5 in this hand um, I believe this was a, I think Thursday or Friday night, so it was a pretty from what I remember, it was a good uh, good action night um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean with so we're... many bigger
0: games in that room you would
2: think oh, that for like sure. the 2-5 yeah. yeah. yeah, and uh, I've, I've played with, I've played a bit of um, 510 and they always have the straddle on so 51025. 25 I put a bit of 1025 and um, I've talked to a lot of the players there and they run like a uh, 2550 in the back room but you know people are putting on quadruple straddles and then they'll do a they'll actually do an 8 way 1k pillow flip um, every dealer change oh my god wow and apparently people it's just a wild game like people aren't afraid to just dump like 50k as a bluff and all this crazy stuff so at least from what I've heard. I, I can't confirm because so I've never played it, but... Well, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean, all I was kind of going to say is, like, with so many bigger games in that room, like, the 2.5 game's got
2: to be really nice. It is, yeah. I would say so.
1: Well, that's... Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's it's always always a little fun to play a stake below your normal one when you're waiting for a game and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, splash around yeah. a bit and, like, take advantage oh, of people sure. who you're just like, wow, these are not regs. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, very few pros at 2.5, because um, all the pros played higher because they can. Right. right. So what did, what's the depth here? All right, so we are 1K effective in 2.5. Um, but I I consider 1K more like, I don't know, 130 bigs instead of 200 bigs, just because everyone's opening the 20 or 25. Sure, It's very fair. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we're 1K effective. Um, under the gun, who is kind of like a he was a younger guy. He had a Stanford sweatshirt on, um, looked like he was in his 20s. Crusher. Um, he, this, this, is, this is important for the hand, by the way. Uh, he opens to 15, the um, hijack calls. I'm in the button with uh, seven six of clubs, and I decide to three bet. I raise to 75. Um, the so, under the gun, oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so it goes 15, call. You squeeze, obviously you're pretty incentivized to squeeze here in position with, um, with rather than just calling with there being a field caller in there. I mean, I guess a couple of, a a couple of questions. If there was no field caller, are you mostly calling this hand or mostly three betting? Or are you folding it sometimes? Like what's, what's sort of your,
2: um, I think without the caller, I could probably mix in some calls. I don't really like calling with seven, six. I'd like to just, you know, take it down if I can. Um, and I definitely hate going multiways. With a hand like seven six. Uh, a lot of people think like, oh, you know, I can, I have a lot of implied odds with my pseudo connectors. But it's kind of the opposite because your flushes are dominated and your pairs are dominated most of the time.
1: Um, agree, is this agree. is this guy like the only guy who's opening to fifteen? Because I know you had just said a minute ago that most people are opening to twenty or twenty five. So are you kind of do you read anything into that?
2: So my read on this guy was he knew what he was doing. He, he seemed like a wreck. Um because him him or him and me, him and I, uh, we were the only ones opening the fifteen at the table. Everyone else was either twenty or twenty five or limping. Um and you know, he's a young guy. I'm gonna assume he's gonna know some and he was playing pretty tight too. I didn't see him get out of line, I didn't see him table any garbage hands or anything. Um so if
0: he's if he's playing tight and he knows what he's doing and he's opening under the gun. And there's a field caller in there. I mean, is there any consideration to just mucking here?
2: There is. Yeah. Um, I I just felt like I wanted to gamble with this hand.
0: That's fair. No, no, no. I mean, look. Yeah. I mean, I think you should probably be three betting here at least sometimes. I'm just wondering, is this like a pure three bet for you, or are you like, well, you know, versus tight uh, aggressive? Yeah.
2: Guy I mean, he was also gun. folding a lot to three bets. So. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. A lot. Like, you know, I could I could take it down here. Um, sure. squeeze yeah. Pod.
1: cool yeah okay. i like i like the three bet a lot so what is the what does the under the gun player do
2: okay so we three bet to 75 that was five x. He e four bets to 250. okay um, okay so about a quarter of a stack actually exactly a quarter of a stack um the hijack gets out of the way and i figured you know we have the ace crackers we have the best hand against aces uh we'll call
1: we do have the ace crackers
2: yeah
0: interesting um, and but we're gonna have in- we're gonna have 750 behind so we're gonna have like 1.5x pot behind right Yeah, yeah. without yeah, I think it's I, I feel like this could be a get some sticky situations though where we're like, you know, we might be... It's going to be hard... We're not going to be able to play a three-street game with these, oh, this SPR. Sure. Yeah. With our hand that really wants to play a three-street
1: game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to go with a lot of draws and, like, pair-plus draws and, like, stuff that we don't really feel comfortable going with. But, like, at this point, it's like it, we won't really have a decision.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know, as long as we're all
1: comfortable with that, then, then you know, let's yeah, you let's
2: know, do it. Sometimes you just got to gamble, you know? Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I mean... That's there. Yeah, I just yeah. I think this is. I think I, I would be very tempted to call here, and probably would. But I think probably in theory this is supposed to be a fold.
2: Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. Um, and usually like I don't three bet the seven, six, the eight, nine suited or whatever. Um, but when I do, I feel like I'm I, I want to call a four bet. Um, just because I don't sure. three bet them very often.
1: Hey, it's two five. You're a five ten crusher. Like, <laughs> you know, throw yeah, throw yeah. some money in the pot and crack some aces.
2: Yeah um, okay. All right, so the flop is ten of diamonds, seven of hearts, five of hearts. Um, so this is
1: one of those flops that we were a little worried about where yeah. you kind of flopped a pair and a bunch of and like yeah. some so decent back doors We're
2: like,, Ew, don't love yeah. this flop. Don't hate it. Um, definitely worse flops, but it's we don't love it because it's one of these marginal spots and we probably have to see it turn. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, if he
0: goes huge here... I actually will say, if he goes huge here, I think we we might be able to fold some some hands here. But, I I don't know. I don't know if that's right.
1: No, I I think that is right. But, like, it's also hard for him to go huge because of the pot and the stack sizes. Like, you basically have to... If we think he kind of knows what he's doing, then huge would mean, like, a jam. So he's probably not going to do that, one would imagine. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and my read... Like, him being a reg was also what inclined me to call because... I believe this player has four bet bluffs in his range as well or he's capable mm-hmm. of four bet bluffing.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and a lot of his four bet bluffs have like pretty good equity like he might he might have like ace 5 with, you know, has which which mm-hmm. has a pair or he might have ace x of hearts like you know, yeah. some other random like suited hearts that, that 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 could have connected here so so definitely reasonable.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's also worth noting like he probably shouldn't be four betting tens here. I think you have more tens than him. Like, I think tens, given that it was an under the he raised it under the gun, tens is going to be near the bottom of his opening range, so that that might be called. But I think you 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 might have a something of a nut advantage on this board. Like you you also probably have more more like sevens. like right? so we're ten seven oh, five, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah you
2: probably I'm going have have, more... to have way more ace tens, pocket sevens, uh, pocket fives. Uh, pocket tens in my range. He's going to have obviously all the overpairs, but he's also going to have a few uh, A's highs and gain highs. Yeah, oh. I mean. Okay, oh, Josh.
1: No, I go go ahead. I was. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: I think that, like, I mean, you probably don't have too much pocket fives. You're probably supposed to fold that, but I, I think, like, sevens and tens you can definitely have. So, like, I, I think you might have a nut advantage on sports. So he really shouldn't go very big if he knows yeah. what he's
2: doing. Yeah, so he ends up going 125, which is, what, a quarter pot?
1: Yeah, and this is uh, this is interesting because this is like not a board he should really be going like this small on. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think I think 125 is fine. I, he's gonna charge all of my, you know, my ace queens are gonna float. My like my ace king has to float. Um, even may, maybe like king jack suited, king jack of diamonds, uh, kind of hands. Just the ten sort of connects with the Broadway hands, and I don't want to see a turn. And he also kind of wants to get to a turn for cheap. Doesn't really love getting raised here.
0: Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I think his sizing's appropriate. I mean, I think one-third is also fine, but I wouldn't go... I think, like, it would, because you kind of have a nut advantage, I think it would be a mistake for him to bet, like, two-thirds or something on the oh, swap. Oh, so it's, I it's
1: I agree unfair. with that. I just, think, I just think going, like, a quarter... Going, like, super small, and I guess a quarter isn't super small, but going, like, any smaller on a board like this, I think, would also be, like, a mistake.
2: Yeah, and also, we have 500 in the middle, so SPR is already pretty low.
1: Yeah, the one thing about the sizing is it definitely does set up a turn jam.
2: Yeah, a turn jam, or even, like, a turn, like, 20% bet, and the river jam. Just, you know, it helps it helps him get in the money easier with the small sure. bet.
1: Sure, okay.
2: Um, yeah, so he bets 125. We're going nowhere with our second pair. Um, we can improve a lot. There's a lot of turns that help us. Like an 8. Uh, we have a backdoor double gutter. Uh, Would you would you raise
0: here with a set?
2: Um, I think it would. I would probably mix with the set. Um, just because the size is very... Um, I feel like a lot of players would want to go the size with their marginal hands <clears> as opposed <throat> to their overbears. Um, and, you know, if he bets turn, then I can raise turn and probably just get it in easier.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm pro- I think playing your whole range as a call here makes a lot of sense, honestly. Like, if you were just never raise, just because you're in position, the SPR is so low, it's like, let him blast off if he's going to blast off, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I yeah, mean, yeah.
2: yeah, there's a flush draw, but if you think, it, like, there's not really a ton of flushes you can have. No, there's gosh, There's not no. a ton of flush draws he will have here. Um, not going to yeah, worry gonna about, about
1: that gun. too much, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah i am I'm, I'm with mike i think calling your whole range here makes a lot of sense like a lot of the time because also like all your all your like what you would raise are as bluffs are just like priced in to call
2: yeah and he's gonna just you know jam all of his overpairs against my bluff so it doesn't really make sense to bluff here either um, right i feel like the hands i would raise here would be raise get it in hands so like sure eight nine of hearts or you know sets or ace ten or something like that
1: sure okay that all makes sense. So what's uh, so it sounds like you call and uh, and what's the turn? So the turn
2: is an interesting card. It's the Jack of Diamonds. So now there's two flush draws and another overcard to our pair. Okay. Um. So yeah, I don't I, love it. Yeah, we we kind of really hate this card because he can jam a lot here, and we're like, oh well, there's some draws. Ace King, Ace Queen are still you know we're ahead of those, but like have equity and you know he could could have turned sets here um but he just he tanks for probably like 30 seconds and then checks and that's kind of a tell to me um so he bets the turn is this like juicy action heavy card he decides to check um and so I guess in a way like not alarm bells I guess the opposite of alarm bells are going off in my head you think he's weak it's like the I it's the din- the yeah. dinner
1: bell it's like come it's on right. in yeah, take my right money <laughs>
2: yeah um, but also you know he could have turned top pair ace jack uh, king jack Stone queen jack you know and he could be turn- checking his ace tens his uh whatever 10x he has a trying to get to showdown with range. some of
1: those some of those yeah. like one Again, pair i don't hands. know
2: i've never played with this player before so i don't know exactly what his four bet range would look like this is also the first time this four pit me so kind of in the dark about um exploits and that sort of thing but um sure. we decided to check behind i don't see any merit in betting um we only get called by better and we probably don't need to
1: it's interesting. I wonder if he'd check back a hand like aces with like a diamond and a heart. That's just like blocking a bunch of the draws so he doesn't feel too concerned yeah, that's, about that's it. And then, like, that's another
2: thing I was thinking about. Like, he could be checking his queens here. Um, you know, queens maybe kings too. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have queens here and you perceive my range as just tens, jacks, aces, kings, maybe ace, king, like you're not really loving it with queens either.
0: Hmm.
2: Interesting. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sort of like what's I mean. So we're looking at a pot of seven fifty-ish, and you guys have, you know, you you have about a pot size bet behind, not, not even less actually. You have a six six twenty five behind. So, mm. I mean, I don't know that he has... on a card like this that like wetens the board so much. I guess for a better term, like he probably doesn't have any sizing besides all in.
2: Yeah, right? that's not, right. That's there's Probably no,
0: no, no like like small bet, small bet, small bet line with this run out. you know mm. he probably just has to either
2: shove or check so, yeah, especially with pop behind it's
0: like, what would he yeah, I I think like, he's probably su- supposed to check some nutted hands here sometimes, maybe I don't know, I'm like a bit, I'm a bit lost like, what strong hands, I, I think you're right Josh, like ace, ace, like red aces probably checks, but like what else are you supposed to check from like a strong hand standpoint? That's like mm-hmm. trapping or ba- or or more like just trying to balance the checking range a bit.
1: I mean like I <laughs> like eight nine if he four bet with nine. like yeah, eight nine suited. It.
2: That's sick, but yeah, Definitely like eight nine would also just get it in. Yeah,
1: yeah you would like you would think hard. maybe eight nine with like a heart or diamond draw, so it's like less concerned about the draws. But like, I I would think that like sets and straights if he has any just want to just want to pile the money in at this yeah. point even well like
2: i don't know if i was in his shoes i would probably just get it in with like ace jack sure yeah you, you know um he has kings I- gg but you know uh, yeah I- i'm never i'm never folding and i can at least you know charge those the very few heart jaws that he might have or even ace king i feel like ace king of hearts ace king of diamonds would have to call here right? yeah it's,
1: it's surprising to me that he doesn't he doesn't jam this card i i kind of i'm inclined to agree with you like this kind of feels more like you know you might you might be thinking like a 10 right like ace 10 that mm-hmm. just kind of wants to get to showdown and isn't comfortable jamming
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah he could also be afraid that you have like that you've made a set now like i think this card theoretically like is better for you and that you're gonna have jacks more than he will although because like, i really don't think he should four bet jacks some people of players would, but I don't think he's supposed to. So, you know, I think this card is maybe it's, he perceives he could perceive it as so much better for you that this board in general is so much better for you that he's not supposed to jam, even with strong hands. Like, And I don't know that that's right. I, I, I honestly, I'm not sure. I think this is a pretty odd spot, but maybe he is checking a lot of maybe he's just like, I'm going to check this with most of my range.
2: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um And so I decided to check back. Um, yeah, like re- it's, reasonable. No, no, there's like no point in betting here. I think we're just trying to get the showdown. We have a very marginal hand. We don't really improve in a lot of ways. Other, like, our six might even be dead. Um, but like, we can really only improve with like another seven. So, um, I check back and the river is a blank. It's like a, let's say a deuce. I don't remember what the river was, to be honest, but it deuce, was a complete brick. Deuce, deuce of clubs. clubs. Deuce of clubs. Love. <laughs> um, okay. And he... He thinks for a while again, um, probably about 30 seconds to a minute. And then he gets 400, leaving about, like, 225, 250 back. What? And I'm confused. I'm like, what is going on? This makes absolutely no
1: sense to me. Um,
0: Maybe you're starting to rethink that he's a competent reg.
1: Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, but, like, maybe maybe he is just doing this with, like a, like, a 10, right? Like, maybe 8's 10. You know, he's like, oh, he checked back. He doesn't have a jack or a pocket jacks or something, so I'm just going to try and eke out a teeny bit of value from, like, you know, your pocket 9s or pocket 8s or worse 10s, I mean, yeah. that you somehow show up here with. Yeah, but
2: I feel like I would go smaller with... I would like, agree. I'm like, just block. By that. Like, yeah, like 200. Do? Why would I leave 200 behind No, No, I mean,
0: um, you're, I, I agree with Josh, like, 200, even, like, 150, like, you could bet, I mean, I mean, 150 I is 20% I mean. pot. He could even bet, like, a, he could bet, like, 100 and get really cute. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a weird, if he's, I feel like this is never a bluff also. I don't know. It's weird to me that, like, like it's never, like, a pure air ball, I guess. Right,
1: like, is he now. doing this with Ace-King? Like, that would be, that would be bizarre. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, but
0: do you, yeah, di- so do you disagree
2: here? I, so, I was super confused. I went into the tank for maybe, like, three or four minutes, um, and I think my thought process was he would probably, I don't think he's capable of, like, betting a 10 here. Um, I feel like he would bet a jack on the turn as well, um, and he seemed he seemed very nervous as well. Um, just by his body language and by the speed of which he pet. Um, and honestly, like, I think in the live environment, um, 4-bet ranges are just way tighter than online. And That's all players sure. know that, you know, because most of the time you get 4-bet live, it's almost always aces or kings, sometimes ace-king, sometimes queens, right? Um, obviously that changes as you get higher, because the players get better, but, um, I think from his point of view i'm i have all the nuts here um and i feel like he would kind of i feel like he would check queens here um and so when he bets 400 i'm 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 just really confused because i feel like he would jam kings would jam aces
1: but if if he if he think if he kind of perceives you as having all the nuts then like why would he be bluffing a lot on this that's true board.
2: yeah that's another point um but why also you say you, you think you bet a jack but not queens i well i would bet it i i feel like betting ace jack is better than betting queens here um blocking jacks i agree I agree. Um, they're you. basically the same hand uh i mean they're just one up on the queens is just the next best hand compared to ace jack um <laughs> and so i'm tanking i'm tanking. Um, and i'm just thinking about the turn this line makes no sense he would jam all of his value wouldn't he um i i feel like he would like his only size here should be jam i don't understand right. why he would bet 400. Well,
0: i actually think i don't i think he can have a block sizing too but this yeah like i i just think this That's sizing true. makes yeah. literally. i,
1: no I sense. could see i mean i could see like a live player here having like a like an overpair in this situation where they like they like just kind of got nervous and checked the turn because they're like oh I got called on the flop I don't know where I I bet to see where I'm at and now I don't know and then you know they bet the river because they just like think they're ahead and they choose a weird sizing but. You know, I I would agree that you're probably uh, rethinking your characterization of this player at this point. Um, Oh, for sure, yeah. (laughs) But I don't don't know. I I feel like I could see a player taking this line with an overpair, like, you know, checking back, like checking turn, and then once you check back, being like, you know, oh, I guess I have the best hand, but if I shove, he's going to fold, so I'm going to bet this much. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting, like, you think about it. Obviously, you are if if you have queens plus here, you probably you're you're always just calling, right? You're never are you ever shoving queens plus over this? No,
2: no, I'm just clicking it in with queens. If he has better hand, GG. But like, I guess probably with aces you probably jam too, right? Aces, yeah. Well, aces, I probably would have jam turn. Okay, fair
0: enough. So, so you're just gonna call with queens and kings probably, and um. You know, with I guess with ace ten you and ace if you have ace ten here, you probably also
2: just I call, probably, yeah, I imagine. Probably just call with ace ten, ace jack. Um, okay. yeah. So it's a question of like it sounds like you have a lot of calls
0: here, so you don't you don't need to call with this hand. I don't know if you're contemplating a call or a bluff raise here though. So wh- wh- why I, don't you tell us yeah, what you're thinking here?
2: So I contemplated all three options. <laughs> um and I I figured GM, like... Jam doesn't really accomplish much. Um, because, you know, he's probably not gonna even fold... He's not gonna fold uh, any pair that I jam. Probably, probably shouldn't. He shouldn't. Um, that would be very dumb but on his part. Um, and then fold, obviously, you know. Um, but also everything missed. And... I feel like well then again he doesn't have a ton of plus draws, but like his ace king, his ace queens missed. Um and I don't know. I the clock gets called on me. Um Oof. one of the so the four man comes over, says, you know, you have a you have sixty seconds, blah blah blah. And um I'm still like I still have no idea what to do. Um and so clock's ticking down and I figured, you know what? I, I tend to call a lot when I'm in these uh, game time decisions, so I just, you know, I flick at him. Um, I figured, you know, he can have Ace-King, and have Ace-Queen, there's a bunch of combos of those. I think that this player would play those way. He'd also play maybe Ace-5 this way. Um, Ooh, that'd be sick. And, uh, yeah, so we, we call, and uh, he shows, he, sh- he shakes his head, and I'm like, let's go. And he flips over King-Queen. Wow King Queen of Clubs Um, Wow So he turned an open ender And I I think he just Kind of thought Okay This draw is Kind of good enough A little too marginal To want to bet again Um
0: But then why
2: would you bet flop?
1: And why would he bet Like it's it's a weird play Because you would think Like oh he, He bet flop Picked up equity And checked And then bet again When he had no equity
2: Yeah um, that's and, so bizarre. Yeah, so he he did have a bit of a tell, I think, um, and that's kind of why I wanted to share this hand was because this is a terrible call. Um, but just the <laughs> well, way
0: that's he... what this podcast is for. It's for sharing terrible calls. That's right.
2: Um, and my read on this player was, uh, well, one he was young, um, probably about my age. Uh, he said he was going to college in NYU. Stanford was Danford's sweatshirt was his girlfriend's, but um, ah, that he, was... he hasn't been playing poker for very long. Um, which, kind of, but also at the same time, he's using proper sizings with his 4-bets and his C-bets. Like, I I don't ever see a live 2-5 player, you know, 4-bet to 250, that's the correct size, and then bet a quarter on the flop. It's almost always pot, or like half pot or something.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And so that made me think, okay, he has 4-bet bluffs, um, I think he also knew that because there was that cold caller, he can 4-bet to squeeze. And I had I had been 3-betting a lot this session, and he's seen me 3-bet a lot. Um, so I think he was 4-betting me light. Actually, he kind of was. Um, I mean, was it king-queen suited or king-queen? Off? King-queen, King-Queen Queen clubs. King-queen clubs, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then, okay, I mean... Just a little too merged to want to 4-bet king-queen, I think.
1: Um, it's it's I think interesting because... Also, I, I feel like with King Queen, I mean, if you had King Queen in the spot on the river, it's I almost feel like you can like block bet King Queen as a bluff just to fold out like Ace Highs.
2: Yeah. So um, it's a weird,
1: it's still a weird sizing from him, even kind of knowing what he has.
2: Yeah, I I don't know what I would do with King Queen. Um, Not put yourself King. in
1: the position where you have to make that yeah, choice on the river.
2: I, I probably would just call the third bet with King Queen. Um, right. Just go three ways, whatever. Um, I, I also just yeah.
0: think that not betting turn there is so bad.
2: Yeah. Um, like, and that's kind of what made me want to call. Was he thought for a really long time? Or not a really long I mean, like a minute. Um, right. And then he checked. Um, and that just screams like ace high, king high to me. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to go with your reads. You know,
0: that's one thing I rarely do in poker.
1: I'm, like, you know, very autistic, so I can't read people. <laughs> and sometimes when i do do it i am just just completely have misread the situation so good on you for getting it done and uh great hand to, great hand to finish off the show with yeah thank you
0: definitely a sick call and um yeah appreciate you coming back on the show it's always a pleasure
2: yeah thanks for having me
0: well definitely
2: hope... oh good oh i was just gonna say i hope i hope my hand was uh worthy
1: it was and i hope you our listeners like comment and subscribe
0: yeah please tell us tell us about you know some interesting calls you've made where you felt it was light but you had that read you know teach us your ways listeners in the comment section that's what we really need all right have a good night
1: thanks everyone